my name is Addison. Welcome back to another episode of Existential Crisis. Today we will be talking about the morality versus the legality of abstinence. That was a very um, put together intro, so I hope it impressed you. I tried to be impressive. That is also a wordy sentence that I feel needs a lot of explanation, which obviously I'm going to explain in this podcast, but let me just give you a synopsis of what this is going to be. So basically, I think that waiting to get legally married before having sex is bullshit for a lot of religious reasons. Um, One of them being that back in the olden days, people didn't get married they didn't sign a sheet of paper wait to go through all of this process they were just like i love you and you're my wife and you're my husband and it was a bonding agreement like in the bible if you got divorced like well you didn't get divorced but like if you got divorced everybody knew because everybody knew that you were married they just all agreed that once you said you were married you were married and once you had sex you were married Um, That was never, like, plainly stated in the Bible, but come on now. If somebody got pregnant, they got married. It was that way in the 19th century, so what would make it any different about 03 BC, you know? Um, So, yeah. So, when I was in third grade, uh, that's when... I started taking sex ed classes and even back then I thought abstinence was absolute bullshit yes I was in my little philosophical brain when I was eight years old but I remember sitting there and my teacher just like going on these side rants about how like we should not be having sex and like even though the state was teaching us all this stuff it was because it was mandatory not because they wanted us to do this that they wanted us to stay abstinent forever and I was so like disgusted by that because the fact of the matter is teens are going to have sex and it's a lot better to teach them safe sex and teach them that it's okay to be open about it rather than hiding it in secrecy because that's how a lot of really bad things happen in the 20th 19th century 20th century in the 20th and 19th century but more importantly in the 20th century there were a lot of back alley abortions and girls sticking wire coat hangers up their vagina like Sarah Paulson did in American Horror Story and um you know people getting married really really young both of my grandparents and when I say both I mean my mother's parents and my father's parents got married before the age of 18 because they got pregnant with my parents um and they like felt forced to do that today there's a lot of broken families there's a very high divorce rate not coming out of that generation more so out of the uh what the fuck is it after the baby boomers the sandwich oh god maybe they're the same thing i haven't took a push in so long um a push is ap us history for any of you that didn't know but you know what i'm talking about the generation that came after the baby boomers the boobie boomers okay the baby boomers um they took care of their parents and they took care of their children that is the generation that my parents are from and i just feel like a lot of those individuals got married for all of the other reasons that their parents didn't because they were afraid of being like their parents so my mom even though my parents did have sex before they were married which is gross that i know that but i know that um has a really strict belief now that 
I or my brothers shouldn't marry any, oh, sorry, shouldn't have sex or move in with anyone until I am married. Now, first of all, the moving in part is absolutely ridiculous to me. Um, living with someone adds a totally different dimension to your relationship. Like, you don't know how that person is in the mornings or how messy they are or like what your schedule would be unless you live with that person that's a really big step to take and that's like a stepping stone in marriage in the modern age and yes if I'm dating someone obviously I go to their house spend the night spend an extensive amount of time with them but it's it's different you know like I said your whole schedule is based around your your, that person and your relationship um if you like cats and that person doesn't like cats nope can't get them or you have a big fight about it and somebody stays unhappy and it just causes more arguments I don't know that's just an example but I feel the same way about sex I feel like I can't marry someone unless I've had sex with them because that's a very important connection I'm a very physical person and I'm not knocking anyone who doesn't feel that way I just think that when it comes to pushing the idea of abstinence and looking down on people for having sex before marriage, that it's completely unfair because, as I said, the legal idea of marriage was not existent in God's eyes when he, like, created the world. Otherwise, he would have, like, created government off the bat and he probably, like, would have been president or whatever. (laughs) That's a joke. But I didn't mean to offend anyone if I did. Um yeah yeah that that kind of gets me into where I want to be in this podcast I think that legally marrying someone is a human made thing and that spiritually marrying someone is God made or like a part of the creationism argument so the details of that basically consist of if you love someone like a lot like really really love them God sees that person as the person you're supposed to be with, then it's okay to have sex with them. And it's not considered non-abstinence or whatever you want to call it. Like you're connected to that person in a way that you are not connected to anyone else. And that brings brings about a lot of other questions. Like if you guys break up, does that technically mean you're spiritually divorced? Yeah, I guess um sure but if you just note each other as like girlfriend and boyfriend does it but then does that like eliminate the prospect of marriage yes and no um the general population doesn't view relationships like dating relationships the same way that I view that and I'm not gonna go around calling my boyfriend my husband until we get married um a lot of really young kids do that they're like this is my wife I'm like wifey and like all that stuff but that's I I've never had someone call me that I've never called someone my hubby or whatever so I don't know if they're being serious or if that's a joke but like there's that connotation there there's that feeling that you are so connected with that person that like you want to marry them or you might as well be married to them and I just don't see how morally that could be wrong how how taking a relationship to the next level and feeling that kind of love could be anything but godly. There's a lot of weight in what I'm saying. Um, and it's 
sounds a bit sacrilegious, I know, but I think all of that goes into the different interpretations of the Bible. There are a lot. There are many, 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 many denominations, and they all view the Bible in different ways, and it's crazy because they all say basically the same thing no matter which version you're reading, but (laughs) this is for another podcast that I'm actually planning on talking about, Um, but it it kind of ties into how you view your relationship with your deity. Is it based on organized religion, like what you learn in church, or is it based on your spirituality and how you feel and the connection you have with this entity? So yeah, let me stop talking about that because I'll get off track. But I I just don't believe that having sex with someone that you love and are in a committed relationship with and plan to spend your entire life with is non-abstinence. Now, I have sex with people that I don't love. Um, I was having sex with this. This is a bit of TMI, so if you're, like, sensitive to this stuff, don't listen, I guess. But I was having sex with this one guy that, like, I absolutely hated. Could not stand him. And eventually, I just had to block the dude. I just had to cut him off, which was not cool of me, but, like, I'm pretty sure he knew that I didn't like him because, like, we fuck and then I'd get up and leave and just not answer him if he was like ever trying to interact with me for anything other than sex that felt really immoral to me not only because I was like treating him that way but just because I was giving such a big part of myself such like a large connection in the human body to someone that I wouldn't even give the time of day if they weren't like making me come it's a bit graphic I'm sorry if you have little baby innocent ears a lot of my friends don't like hearing me say this kind of stuff because they're not as um promiscuous or open about their sex life or have a non-existent sex life because they're kind of young but some of my friends are the exact same way as me so this this is just how I speak this is just the dialogue that I use the dialect I'm elaborating too much on that but yeah that's how I felt about that. I think I've said enough. So thank you for listening. I feel like it's not done. I feel like I need to add something else to the conclusion, but I can't think of anything right now. I don't want to drag it on with my rambling. So um, I hope you enjoyed. And I just, that's, okay, I'm done. Okay.